This is episode 271 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are Why Preppers Have a Hard Time Building Community, Situational Awareness and Background Noise, Use Your Ears, and Conflicted, Taking Prisoners, What Would You Do? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 271. Hey, I wanted to remind you that if you haven't uh, picked up one of those Survival Hacks tactical flashlights, the deal is still going on where you can get it for $9.99. That's going to be to the end of March and uh, it's a great deal. I, I know I've been mentioning it you know, here and there. Uh, I wrote an article about it and I also have the coupon code over at Ed That Matters. And so I have that in the show description in the show notes. And so you can go right over there to uh, Ed That Matters and grab that link and uh, go or grab the, the code and, and go right over to Amazon and order it. It comes with the flashlight, the rechargeable battery and also the, the charger to charge the battery. Now, um, you know, it is on Amazon. There is, a, I do get an a- Amazon affiliate uh, percentage, which is very, very small. It's like uh, 40 cents. I'm not really making a lot of money off of this. I, I'm more uh, want to push this to let you know that it's such a great deal. And so hopefully you get to uh, take advantage of it. Um, but, you know, if you do find that you'd like to support Prepper Website, you can, or and the Prepper Website Podcast, you can make your purchases through our Amazon affiliate links. And uh, you can find those on any of the websites that go to Amazon. And then anything that you purchase on Amazon, we get a little bit of a percentage. And so we do, uh, you know, it all adds up and we do appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing that, those that are, uh, you know, supporting us through Amazon. All right, our first article comes to us from timgamble.com, and the article is entitled, Why Preppers Have a Hard Time Building Community. And I'm going to let you know that most of these articles, uh, or all the articles are kind of short today, um, but uh, you know, have some really great information. And so uh, this one is one of those that always seems to come up, and really this is one that has, um, you know, if, if, if I could get out there and change this perception uh, the most, I, I would try to do that because I really do think preppers need to have that ability to communicate with other people and to have that uh, community bond. Um, but it's just, it's so hard to do because of the whole OPSEC thing and, and uh, you know, how people are just so untrusting, right? So anyway, uh, I, I try really hard. I mean, those who uh, who live in Houston, we've gotten together a couple of times. Or, you know, just kind of put it out there. If you're in the Houston area and you want to get together, uh, you know, we have done that before. And so I don't have a problem with uh, just throwing it out there. I've even opened up my home to a small group Bible study in the past uh, for preppers, you know, just kind of advertising that on Prepper website and, and Prepper Church back in the day. Because I just knew how important it was to be able to communicate and have that bond with other people who knew exactly what you were going through. I mean, it's one thing to be on the Facebook page, and I believe that is very, very helpful. In fact, I think that's how most people get their uh, their sense of, of community is, is on those social medias, 
in you know Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, uh, and also forums. I mean, forums were there a long time before social media was. But this article by Tim Gamble probably deals with the underlying reason of why um, it's so hard for preppers to go ahead and and uh, get together in, and feel comfortable doing that. So let's go ahead and jump right in and read this one. I received a good thought-provoking comment from a reader earlier today. It really got me to thinking about building community. Rather than a quick reply in the comment section, I felt it worthy of deeper consideration. Here is the reader's comment. The most difficult aspect to me continues to be building community. I was electronically connected to local prepper groups for four years and attended meetings over a year, mostly sitting off in a corner before I felt comfortable enough to have a one-on-one coffee session with anyone. We've discussed community many times, but I just don't see a safe way to bring in neighbors pre-disaster. I need a good plan to bring in folks almost immediately post-disaster initiation to hopefully avoid the community going bad. So here are my thoughts. Finding and building community is something that most prepper survivalists agree is a good idea, but find it very difficult to do in reality. I certainly struggle with this issue, and I've heard from lots of others who struggle with it too. Why is finding or building community so hard? A large part of the reason is that we are looking at the issue in the wrong way, or at least in an incomplete way. We seem to focus on the external. Who should be in the group? Who should be excluded? Where to find group members? When and how to talk to them about preparedness? And how can they be integrated into the group? We largely ignore the other half of the equation, the internal. We ignore ourselves and our own attitudes and problems. It is these internal issues that may be blocking our efforts to find and build community. It comes down to our inability or unwillingness to trust others. So let's face it, many of us are very independent-minded. I want to do things my way and only my way. Cling to our own individuality, compromise is seen as a dirty word, and delegation of duties and responsibilities is difficult. What if they don't do it my way? Most of us are not very trusting by nature which is part of why we are preppers in the first place. After all, if we really were trusting, we would trust the government and other authorities to take care of us in an emergency. In fact, we are suspicious of others by our very nature. A successful community requires we trust each other, but most of us are not wired to be trusting of others. Therefore, we end up looking for perfect group members, folks we can absolutely trust and feel extremely safe bringing into the community. Yet, There are no perfect people, so we are doomed to look continuously without success. Perfect is the enemy of good. Understand that I am not advocating blindly trusting everyone and anyone. We do need to consider the character, trustworthiness, and compatibility of folks we let into our lives and community. But if we are to be successful at some point, we have to be willing to say, this person isn't perfect, but they are good enough. Hopefully, they will be willing to say the same about you. After all, you are not perfect either. Very important concept here. You know, I think a lot of preppers are missing out on great relationships because they're so afraid of linking, you know, letting people know that they, you know, they are are preppers and letting people know that, you know, they they are putting something back for emergencies. And, uh, you know, they've read all the articles and all that kind of stuff. And, And in the meantime, 
they're missing out on great relationships on uh, who knows. I mean, the type of relationships that you could really, you know, uh, get along with each other, where families could really meld into each other and, and go camping together and have barbecues together and, you know, have the, the commonality of talking about, you know, what, what's going on in the news and the world and have each other's backs, you know, if it got to that. So, you know, I, I, I would challenge you to put yourself out there just a little bit. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know that there are some of you that are listening to this and you're like, Todd, you are off your rocker. But let me tell you something. I, I from the very beginning, you know, when I started Prepper Website, I realized that if I was going to be online, there's no way that I could hide my, no, no real way that I could hide my identity. And there's still people out there today that will not, you know, there's like, hey, they're, they're using a, a cover name or whatever. I, I understand that. But at the same time, you know, like we've never seen their picture before or they have their faces covered. And I completely understand that if they want to do that, that's fine. Um, I don't agree with people who don't give any information whatsoever about themselves. Um, I'm kind of leery about those those websites there. Um, you know, are they are they run? And sometimes what we have found in the preparedness community are they? They're run by people in foreign countries and and and, and those types of things. So I'm not talking necessarily about those people. I, I'm talking about you know people that just want to try to you know uh, keep their identity uh, concealed. I, I understand that at the beginning I was like that, but very quickly, you know, very very early on, I realized I wasn't going to be able to do that, and I just I just threw myself out there. And so the thing is, is that I'm not stupid with it, right? I'm not crazy. I don't, you know, let everyone know, hey, here's my inventory of what I do. Here are the things that I do. This is my routine. These are the, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. I I don't put all that stuff out there, but I do put myself out there in a way to where I can meet people and, and, and see if I mesh with them, right? See if there's something there where we could uh, come together and, and maybe enjoy each other's company and have something uh, in common. And so that's why, you know, here in the Houston area, I have put it out there. I know that there's more people than just uh, those that um, have come to those, those get-togethers that we've had in the Houston area that are listening to the podcast and that are members of the Facebook group because I see the demographics. But maybe they just don't feel very comfortable yet. Which is fine, and and uh, that's that's perfectly fine. And you you go as fast as you can, or or as slow as you want. I guess not as fast as you can, as fast as you want, or as slow as you want to get out there and to meet other people. I just be very careful because I read so many articles out there and so many comments on Facebook and different forums and things like that where people are like, you know, they they. they have their if you know their their prepper information out there so t- tight that no one would ever know and at the same time it's like you're missing out. I think you're missing out so that's my two cents uh, again uh, I completely agree with Tim here where he is saying you know the trust factor we've got to be able to trust a little are you gonna find some whack jobs out there yes you're gonna find some whack jobs um, let me tell you, <laughs> there was a meeting that I went to in, uh, you know, it was like a first meeting. It's very beginning before this was pre-prepper website and uh, no one knew anybody. You know, everybody was kind of new and we were introducing ourselves and uh, I sat in the back. I just kind of was going to just chill and sat in the back. And of course, the person that was kicking it off said, hey, 
uh, why don't we go ahead and st- start in the back and why don't you introduce yourself? And I was like, man, I just wanted to kind of, you know, stay, you know, you know, out of, out of, uh, you know, any kind of spotlight or anything. I just wanted to chill and see what was th- this was all about. So anyway, uh, I introduced myself. I'm Todd Sepulveda. I'm, I'm kind of new to preparedness. I'm not one of those crazy wag jobs, but, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, we should be getting prepared. <laughs> and so people went down the line and, and of course we got about, and I don't know, maybe these people are listening to the podcast. Maybe you're listening, but it got to one person and she said, well, she turned around, she looked at me and she goes, well, I am one of those crazy wag jobs. I, uh, I do believe like there are conspiracies out there in, in the Denver airport and all those kinds of things. And, and then other people were talking about other things. And I was like, wow, you know, that's just that there are some crazy things out there. And, uh, you know, one guy got up and you started handing out like herbal supplements, right? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're giving me. It could be like weed inside of these capsules, you know, but you're giving me these things, you know, and it's like, well, what are you doing? And uh, so, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff out there, but you've got to use your, you got to use your, your head, right? You've got to make sure that you are, you know, using good judgment and good discernment and in your meeting people, you know, in, in public places and kind of feeling them out, you get a quick sense for people, you know, where they're at and where they're coming from. And, uh, you know, you, you can proceed from there. And if you need to keep going. So like, for instance, this guy that talked about, um, he'd sit and he'd sat in the corner, right? The, the, the comments I sat in the, in, attended meetings over a year, mostly sitting off in a corner before I felt comfortable enough to have a one-on-one coffee session with anyone. My question is why? Why a whole year before you felt comfortable having a coffee session? Like, why couldn't you go have coffee with someone and, and just shoot the bull, just generic preparedness stuff, right? Well, why, why be so secretive? What, what did you gain from that? And so anyway, I, that's just my two cents there. Maybe I am more open than most. I still believe that finding people in th- that have your same kind of beliefs. I just still think that in the if you are if you're a Christian that you know your friends in the church, those are the people that you really want to start uh, you know seeing and feeling them out about the preparedness. Um, people that you know you maybe you go shoot with, maybe you go you know you have common commonality with them in some other type of hobby. Those are the people that you want to start maybe slowly bringing up preparedness with them. And uh, again, I always use, I always start from a practical uh, preparedness perspective, right? So uh, talking about hurricanes and blizzards. I mean, some of you guys up on the East Coast have been slammed. I haven't been talking about it. I apologize for that. Um, But, you know, you guys up there on the East Coast have been slammed with snow. I mean, are you... Are you kidding me? You know, it's like I'm down here. So I I posted a picture on Instagram. Uh, You know, I drew a little Pac-Man monster on my truck with because there was so much pollen. Right. And uh, I don't know if you can if you could tell. I mean, I've been so stopped up lately and uh, I've even had to do a lot of editing because my my voice starts cracking because I just um, it gets so it, it just gets so dry because of allergies. But, you know, someone commented on Facebook because I, I, I put it up on Instagram, but I can send it over to Facebook uh, kind of automatically. And they said, I'll, I'll trade you pollen for the, you know, the multiple feet of snow that I have. And I'm like, man, you know, and, and that just, you know, uh, s- sends it out there, you know, to, to me how how crazy it is. But 
you know, it, I just keep bringing it back, bringing it back to find commonality with people, talk about practical preparedness, and and see where they are, see where they see, start feeling them out. And any person who has any sense at all is going to start looking at the world and realizing that there's a lot of craziness going on. I mean, we have things going on with with Russia right now. It it does seem like we are moving further and further to uh, to war. It's like okay, so North Korea is all happy with South Korea and everything is is fine and dandy now with them. So let's find somebody else to pick on. Let's find somebody else to start a war with because we got to keep you know we got to keep that pressure up. You know the military uh, industrial complex moving so that you know the the money can keep flowing. And at the same time, our country is more divided than than ever. And people are talking about civil. I mean, people are talking about civil war. People are saying things like it's as divisive as it was, you know, during the the, the first American Civil War. You know, uh, and it, it's just it, the world is crazy. You know, we have the hurricanes that that have caused all kinds of things and fires and mudslides and and uh, you know, it is just nuts. So anybody who is able to just stop and take. Uh, uh, you know, reflect a little bit on our world. Someone who just doesn't come home and and plop down on the on on the couch and fill their head with the idiot box is is going to start realizing that there are things going on out there. They're going to be looking for answers. They're going to be looking for hey, what what do we do? What kinds of things you know? Uh, so the world is crazy. What do we do? I mean, my my first answer is always going to be Jesus. Is going to be my first answer. Because I, you know, even being prepared, it, it, this whole world is 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 nothing without that for me. But then on top of that, uh, or after that, I'm going to talk about this preparedness idea. Like, yeah, the world is crazy. What happens if this happens, or what happens if if this was to happen? You know, and kind of bring those things up to other people. And uh, I I seem, I seem to do that more often, just with the, the practical preparedness, and it seems to pay off. Everyone that I talk to, especially here in the Houston area, are just, you know, because of the, the you know, Hurricane Harvey and, and we have hurricanes and stuff, are just very open to it. And so there's got to be something in your neck of the woods that people are going to be open to as well. So anyway, went kind of long on that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully you do take a little bit of a, of a challenge to open yourself up. Be wise. Use discernment. You know, don't don't get crazy out there, but, you know, open yourself up a little bit more and try to find some people in in your circle of influence, your your friends that are thinking along these lines. Or even if you are, you know, reaching out into, you know, the areas that you uh, you navigate in, man, you know, like your church or some kind of civics uh, group or your neighbors or whatever, you know, just kind of bringing, bringing some of these things up slowly and eventually and see what happens. All right, so that's over at timgamble.com. This next article comes to us from modernsurvivalblog.com, and this is about situational awareness and background noise. Um, and you know, we talk about a lot about situational awareness and, and paying attention to our surroundings, but this article is coming from the perspective of using your ears. And so the article is entitled Situational Awareness and Background Noise, Use Your Ears. So let's go ahead and get right into this one. 
Your ears are a very important asset to situational awareness. We hear all the time. Even when we're sleeping, our subconscious still listens. During the daytime, as we go about our daily work routines and activities, our ears send input to our brain. Even when we're not listening, we're still hearing. We are generally pretty good at distinguishing what would be unusual or out of the ordinary sounds in a given environment of background noise. Especially when we hear something that is loudly out of place, we take notice. Background noise versus noticing unusual or out of place noises. In this context, background noise is defined as whatever it is that may be considered normal for that environment. Depends on where you are, what's going on, etc., but most of us have a pretty good idea what that is as we go about our typical day. In a quiet environment, it's quite easy to hear a louder noise. In fact, it's actually pretty easy to hear something that's just a little bit louder than quiet background noise. It's not just loudness that we notice. When the frequency, pitch, tone of the sounds themselves change compared to what's normal for a given environment, even though they might be about the same loudness, we may notice the changes. The noisier the environment, the louder the unusual or out-of-place noise needs to be before it's noticed. When the environment is fairly loud, we still notice these changes if we're paying attention. However, the louder the background is, the more it will make noises beneath its threshold. In other words, you may be able to speak fairly loudly to a person next to you and not be heard 30 feet away if the environment is filled with lots of noise, whereas even speaking in a fairly low voice in a quiet library will get noticed across the room. I know this is common sense, however, being aware of these things will help if you're focusing on situational awareness. So a side note, I have a pair of ears or hearing protection for the shooting sport that have built-in microphones and amplifiers which greatly enhance the background noise. It's amazing what you can hear with those electronic ears. They're designed such that when you shoot, they instantly shut off to protect your ears. I've worn them while walking through the woods. You seemingly can hear everything. And there's a link if you're interested in uh, looking at that hearing protection. Right, so your ears and situational awareness. Eyes and ears. When actively in conditioned yellow, consciously focusing on your situational awareness, not only look with your eyes, but tune in with your ears. Situational awareness drills. Go outside and just listen. I sometimes enjoy just sitting out on the deck and listening to nature around me. I mostly will hear the sounds of birds, but it's more than that. After a while, you can figure out if something's happening over here or over there based on the bird sounds. They're all different. While you're out in public or around other people, listen to the words being spoken by those around you. Can you pick up anything that they're saying? Can you figure out what they might be conversing about? As you move about in different environments, try to quickly identify the source of various sounds that you are hearing. What's making the specific noise or noises? Again, as you're out and about, identify whether a given noise is natural or man-made. So an article here to get you really thinking about paying attention to your environment. It's very easy. I, I know, uh, you know, I went out and did some, uh, spent a little bit of time working on uh, a project and, and went to a restaurant just because 
you know, I, I tend to focus just a little bit better when there's, there's other background noise other than the noise around the house. And uh, just watching as well, you know, watching other people and people had headphones on and listening to music and, and, and those kinds of things. Maybe they were listening to the news. Maybe they were listening to podcasts. But at the same time, when you do that, and I completely understand because there are many, many times, you know, when I, I listen to, I, I pretty much almost primarily only listen to podcasts now. Um, you know, I'm listening to audiobooks and podcasts. And, uh, you, you know, when you stop somewhere in like the grocery store, right, and you are right in the middle of a great podcast, it's very easy to grab your, your earbuds and pop them in and go shopping uh, go through the, the grocery store. I mean, you're not talking with anybody. You're just picking up what you need, and uh, you know you're waiting in line possibly. And it's very easy or be to, to be tempted to do that. But at the same time, when you do do that, you're taking away a very important part of your defenses, right? Your 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 hearing, and so you can be lost. And not only that, but when you do that, you know your hearing is completely. So let's say I'm listening to a podcast and I'm going through the aisles. Not only is my hearing taken away from what I'm, what I'm, uh, you know, for, for what I'm listening to, but also my mind is focusing on what is when you know is processing what I'm listening to. So I'm not processing what other people are. I'm not spending a lot of time on how people are behaving. I'm not spending a lot of time on what people are doing. And so all those things, you take all those things out. And, you know, you're, you're starting to limit yourself, right? Um, the, only, the only time you might be able to identify something going on is if it does catch your eye. And so the same thing applies when you bury your head into your cell phone. And, uh, you know, you, you've got your eyes focused on one thing. Your, your, your mind is processing on what you're reading or what you're seeing. And you might be listening. Maybe your hearing is available, but you're not all there. And so that's why it's so important to be all there when you're out there because you never know what's going on. You never know, uh, you know, what's coming just around the corner. And so it's best to have your eyes and ears and your mind focused on what needs to, to happen, especially as this world gets crazier and crazier. You need to be paying attention. So, you know, the podcast can always wait. That text message can always wait. Um, I mean, I tell you, you know, we went, we, we, made a run up to the country this uh this week uh and uh to go check out some things and and to come back and I was driving I'm here on on 45 and driving 75 miles an hour and this guy next to me is is on his phone and he's weaving you know about to hit so you know like I I sped up to get past him and then he, you know he he I guess he gets off his phone or he answers his text or whatever he is so he speeds up past me again and so he's in front of me. So I just backed off, you know, so that he could get way in front of me. But I mean, he's in, you know, he's driving 75 miles an hour. There's, you know, there's, it's not just open road. There's people on the road, there's traffic and he is on his phone texting or listening to something or watching something or whatever. And just, that's just so irresponsible. And so just make sure that you're always there. Um, that, that's just the, the world that we live in. Um, sometimes it's not because just, you know, you want to protect yourself from other people being stupid, like that driver who was, uh, you know, uh, coming in and out of my lane. 
So anyway, uh, that's over at modernsurvivalblog.com. And like always, I will link to the articles in the show notes and you can go straight over there. Uh, the great thing about Modern Survival Blog is they always have a they have a big community, and so they have you know a lot of comments in the comment section that you can go and uh, you know people are just you know giving more information and more ideas, and uh, it's, I always recommend that you go and check that out. All right, so because this is the Thursday podcast, I always try to provide a conflicted scenario for those of you that are new. Conflicted scenarios are. Uh, it's a survival card game, actually, that has a scenario on it, and uh, it's going to whatever the scenario is. It's going to be, uh, it's going to cause you to make a conflicted choice, right? So uh, it, it's it's usually a difficult choice. It's not usually just a, a right or wrong. Uh, you know, th- there are other things that you have to consider. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those things that where we get to use our critical thinking skills. So if you're new to the game, it's, it's good. Uh, if you're new to preparedness, it's, it's good for you to be able to maybe get some of these scenarios. Um, if you've been preparing for a while, um, it's good to come at this with what you know about preparedness, but not to necessarily just say, well, that would never happen to me because I'm, you know, I have this, this, and this, you know, prepared, um, you know, Come with what you know about preparedness, but then apply it to this scenario. If you were in the scenario, what would you do? And so, like always, you can just kind of think it through and process it, and you have your answer, and maybe you share that with one or two people, or maybe you just keep it to yourself. Or you can come over to edthatmatters.com and drop it in the comments section and uh, you know let other people know what you think and other people can chime in as well and uh, share what their perspectives are because there's always different perspectives out there. Um, that's what I'm, I'm finding when we, uh, when we see these conflicted scenarios. So uh, like always, I will have that in the show notes. But let me go ahead and read this scenario for you. Um, this one is entitled... A conflicted taking prisoners or what would you do so here's the scenario i'm going to actually read it twice for you your camp was attacked and you and your buddies fended off the attackers and took three people prisoners supplies are low and they are extra mouths to feed would you kill them to remove the threat and save supplies try to convert them and lose supplies building trust this would cut your supply timeline in half or would you set them free, risking a counterattack? How would you handle this situation and why? Your camp, again, so again, let me read it again. Your camp was attacked and you and your buddies fended off the attack and took three people prisoners. Supplies are low and they are extra mouths to feed. Would you kill them to remove the threat and save supplies? Try to convert them and lose supplies building trust. This would cut your supply timeline in half. Or would you set them free, risking a counterattack? How would you handle this situation and why? You can process that and, and just you know answer it for yourself. How would you handle this situation? Or uh, feel free to come over to edthatmatters.com and drop your comment or your you know however you would answer this scenario in the comment section. I've also linked to an article that I always try to find an article that you know kind of goes somewhat with this uh, with the scenarios. And uh, this one is uh, entitled What Civil War 2.0 Looks Like. This is probably one of the most popular articles I've ever uh, put on Ed That Matters. And it's not, it's not even mine. It was, it was um, 
written by someone that I follow on Facebook, and uh, they don't have a website. I thought it was really great. I asked them if I could publish it on my website, and they said yes. And so it has been shared many, many times. And so you might be interested in that. If you've never read it, what Civil War 2.0 looks like, I thought it was a very fascinating read. And, uh, you know, kind of goes in line with this, uh, maybe with this scenario here. So uh, that's it there. Again, that's called Conflicted Taking Prisoners. What would you do? Well, everyone, that's it for episode 271. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, if you are listening and you are not subscribed, make sure you do that in iTunes or Stitcher or any other podcast network so you never miss another podcast episode. And also, if you do find value from the Prepper Website Podcast, we do appreciate your five-star reviews on iTunes. It really helps to get the, the podcast out there and in front of more eyes. And so we really greatly appreciate that. Hey, if you have not connected with me on social media, I'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can come over to the Prepper Website Podcast and uh, make it very easy for you there. Or you can just go straight from the show notes and uh, the links are there as well. All right, guys. Well, that is it. And I look forward to tomorrow, which will be our Friday podcast. With that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.